The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. And as you know, this is not the voice of Dr. Barbara Young. Uh, This is Mr. Hammond Bolden, her talk show guest host today. I'm standing in for Dr. Barbara Young. And she's on a much-needed rest uh, due to the recent loss of her beloved husband. So, uh, as you know, for many years, uh, Dr. Young's passion has been to empower people with simple success principles in order to transform their lives. And today, yes, this wonderful day, we're going to talk about one of the world's most favorite subjects, relationships. Now, like most people, we all want to love and want to be loved in our lives. But let's ask the question, is love enough? Well, unfortunately, as Paul McCartney had wrote, is all you need is love? So can we be truthful and say and hear the song, is all you need is love? Well, being in love is really a beautiful state to be in. And But being in love, we also know, is not all you need to make your relationship last, especially Since we have infatuation, which sometimes can be mistaken for love, Uh, I have to admit I've been victim of it several times, (laughs) Uh, but more importantly, choosing someone to commit to for the rest of your life isn't simply a decision of the heart, or is it? So these are some of the topics that we're going to talk about as well. Um, Men on strike, why are men abstaining from marriage, indiscretions in a relationship, if being faithful is so easy… Why do men and women cheat? So these are some of the topics we want to talk about today, and I have three or two, excuse me, exciting, renowned male guests on the show today who will share their journeys with relationships and discuss some of these excellent topics in relationships that most people do not talk about until it's possibly too late. So really, this is a show for everyone. Hope you're tuning in, Um, and if you are Call some friends, family, and have them tune in as well. The young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless, we welcome you today. Now, as you know, Dr. Young wants each week to be a week that will empower, inspire, challenge, and energize you with empowerment commentary and incredible stories, discussions, and success principles from interviews with successful personalities from all walks of life, as well as professions, Actors, educators, singers, technology experts, finance and wealth building experts, corporate leaders, health and fitness gurus, artists, and many other interesting guests from around the globe. So on our show today, as I shared earlier, will be a hot discussion from my two guests, Mr. Justin Bremer 
and Mr. Manuel Thomas on the nature of a male-female relationship from a male perspective in 2015 going into 2016. So I know you will find this show very enlightening and in that it might be somewhat controversial. So men, be ready. We may get some calls. <laughs> I invite you to call in your questions and or email us. And you're welcome to call in live at one 346 9141 Or you can Skype your comments or questions to info at transformationforsuccess.com. I invite you also to email any feedback or comments you may have as well at info at transformationforsuccess.com. So without further ado, I want to welcome these awesome men, Justin and Manny, to the Transformation for Success show. I'm very delighted to have you folks, uh, gentlemen, join us today on this hot discussion regarding relationships that people may not want to talk about until it's too late. How you gentlemen doing today? We're doing good. <laughs> all right. All right. Very well. Well, and you know, I know you folks um, that are listening have definitely heard a lot about topics and relationships, watched a lot of shows, um, saw a lot of reality shows. And in research that I've discovered today, I have found some very strange but true information on relationships that I want to share with the relations real quick before we blast off here. And <clears throat> if I may, I'd like to maybe have you folks respond and elaborate on some of these statements. And here's one. Men are often reluctant to talk about their needs in intimate relationships. Now, whether social conditioning or an inability to communicate our needs as men are to blame, it really comes to the question, can men communicate effectively to their partners in regard to intimate relationships? Are we prone to silently suffering when our emotional needs are not being met by our partners. Now, I trust today we maybe can clarify some of these issues that are taking place in relationships today. And I want to thank Justin and Manuel for being available for possibly tackling some of these tough issues. And please know I value and appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedules to be on the show today. So, ladies and men... Listen up as we put an end to some of the needless fighting due to miscommunication, the verbal shutdowns, and the misinformation about what is really going on with men today. Welcome, men. How y'all doing? Blessed, I know. We're doing pretty good. I'm just glad to be here just to communicate and talk about this amazing subject matter that I think globally people need to hear about. Well, let me ask you both. Um, and just step in when, you, when, you, when you're ready. What do you think are some of the really tough issues and questions that are facing men and women uh, today generally around the globe, as you mentioned, Manuel? Well, I think uh, around the globe, I think a lot of women, when they meet men, they want to know um, who they are, where they come from. Um, they want to understand, are they getting a fake you or a real you? Because most people, they said first impressions are you know, uh, are very important, but the first impression is the first thing to go. Because a lot of times when people tell you who they are on the front line, uh, when you get to know them, you find that that's not who they are. It's the mask. So I think that's very important. Justin, what's your thoughts? Well, I think it's, I think people eventually become themselves, right? And I think that they eventually show and become vulnerable. I think the question that a lot of men and women 
might be wondering is what's the timing of it? So if you are struggling, let's say, with a mental disorder or physical ailment, or if you have a child that you from a previous marriage, how soon do you tell the person that you're dating those things? How, what is too much and what's too soon? And I think as a result, they kind of teeter-totter as to how long to keep the mask up until it's safe. Um, and I think also that goes to the feedback of is trust involved and how do you determine um, do people still believe in romantic first love at first sight? If, right. you know, a woman said that I want to marry this man and I just met him a week ago, how many people would advise her, slow down, wait? How many people would say after three months, slow down and wait, um, but yet we want them to be vulnerable and trustworthy and upfront instantly? Well, if that's the case, it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. But if you're hiding, <laughs> right, it may take a little longer. So I think it's a battle. It's a matter of timing. And how do you feel that? And when are you actually hearing from God versus hearing from, you know, the whisper of your own temptations and lust? I think Very we good. just need some education around um, how to time situations and how to trust themselves, but not overexposing and giving you know, a $50 million diamond to a person you just met yesterday. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, that's true. You know, and well, if I can insert this is manual, Justin, that's so right. Some things are taught and some things are caught. Most people are not taught how to ask the right questions. And so most people don't know how to discern what they learn. And so as you're hmm. talking about ask and the layers, um, most people are busy hiding because they're hurt and they're in pain. And so I guess for each individual psychological disorder that you talk about, you have to figure out how to ask the right questions to get to the root of who individuals are. Very good. Well, you know, I wanted to segue into uh, this particular question about what do men want um, versus what do men need. And I, I realize that the needs, men are often reluctant. Uh, and you folks, you know, may... Uh, that are listening um, also may have some comments and feedback, please uh, don't hesitate to give us a call, to talk about their needs in intimate relationships. Now, whether it's social conditioning or maybe an inability to communicate like we talked about other, you know, I mean, sometimes the mask is on and the mask may be on for so long, you're past your threshold. And now you're at a point where, uh uh-oh, the mask has been on for so long, you continue to remain in that mask because it becomes now comfortable. And so something that may get out of being, you know, comfortable, uncomfortable, talking about some very sensitive needs that a man may need to say, I want to be respected. I want to be valued. I want to be appreciated. Can you do that? Um, and so, I, you know, things that what do men want? And, and I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, what do men, things men may want and what do you think things men may need? You know, I would start off uh, with that. I think number one, and this is probably nine out of ten, men want an exciting a, um, I would say an exciting sexual relationship. They want sex. And then I would say a close second to that would be appreciation slash a cheerleader. Mm. Those would be my top two. That's mm. that I find in my experience. Okay, Manuel, well, can you, can you follow well, through? What you got? I mean, sex is always the quickest thing to talk about. You know, uh, everybody wants to have sex, you know, whether you're, 
you are married or not married. I mean, that thing drives us. But I think for me, the top one is every man wants to receive honor. Mm. And honor is respect. You know, when a woman honors her father, she will honor her husband. But a lot of women sometimes have not had fathers in the home, so they never grew up understanding how to reverence leadership. And so I think most men, they want their woman to honor them. And if you honor your man, mm. you don't know how to talk to a man. And so what happens is, because a lot of men have disrespected our women, uh, uh, a lot of men sometimes get into relations that are very vulnerable, and they open up. And so what happens, they are disrespected because um, they sometimes choose women who have not been respected. And so I think the most important thing for a man is he wants to be honored as I am the chief, I am the man, I am the leader. But sometimes women say, well, if he's not leading, how can I honor him? But see, you are a leader not because a woman says you are. You are a leader because God says you are. God made man the leader, the chief. Uh, it doesn't mean that submission means slavery. Submission actually means alignment. Like you got the local motor, you got the engine, and you got the cars. Once a man finds a woman that he can align himself with, and she can, uh, and, and, and she's like, you know what? We can lead together, but I am that person to be honored. And it goes both ways. I think it's a good situation. Mm. Good point. Well, my feedback, uh, what I think one of the most important things for me is praise and approval. Mm -hmm. Praise and approval. Um, and I, the reason I say that is, is I, for me, it, I think, and even maybe on a suspect of men, I've talked to uh, several men on this particular subject prior to this broadcast, and we tend to like frequent um, reassurance about ourselves, our career paths, our efficacy as partners, our sexual prowess, as well as our attractiveness. How often does a man say, but it did happen to me yesterday, but it didn't happen often. I went into uh, Walgreens uh, to go pick up some uh, cosmetics and some so forth and things, and the uh, cashier had said, what's that cologne that you have on? And it's very often um, that you know a man will give you praise and approval about something that you've done. I mean, we know that sports might be a little bit different um, as well as the way they had that structured pats on the butt, high fives, all the excitement about praise and approval. But when it comes to relationships, you know, with your counterpart or with your significant other, I have found that a lot of the men that I've talked to are telling me often that their partners rarely let them know what they like about them. Now, that might be true that men need relatively less frequent verbal praise than their female counterparts. But I think this is a very important subject for me in praise and approval. Mm. And I want to make sure that she's aware of that, that there is there are different kinds of gestures um, that women can do, different small things that a woman can say um, that can go a long way um, as far as communication and what men need. And I think for me that's quite Im important for me because I know that um, praise – uh, and approval or reverence and respect, as you mentioned, being honored, Emmanuel, uh, and they've never had the role models to really help them uh, identify how to say, Dad, I really appreciate you getting me that, or Dad, thank you for providing a roof over our head. Um, thank you, uh, Dad, for going to work every day. I just really appreciate that. Rolling over to a relationship, thank you, babe. Every day you wake up in the morning, you get in that shower, and you go to work, and I'm just so grateful to be with that. I just thank you so much for your integrity, your responsibility. Those small things of praise and approval go a long way. So for me, I think telling the man exactly what you find attractive about him, 
let him know some physical features of his um, and some of your favorites, maybe telling him how attractive, you know, you find it when he says something a certain way, when he looks a certain way, when he touches you a certain way, when he may even accomplish something or when he takes you out on a date. I think your praise um, for coming from a woman won't make me cocky. It will kind of keep me more loved and feel loved. And the bonus, of course, is the more you praise is positives, the more you'll see them. Do you guys yeah. agree with what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I, I think Manny hit on a point, and it kind of goes into what you're saying as well. Um, the role of the man is not earned as much as it is given. And, I'm, and, and I'll go back, right? Uh, most women, I think, will say, well, again, and Manny mentioned it, well, he is the leader, but he's not leading. Or he is the provider, but I don't think he's doing a good job. Or I would say that he's attractive, but I think he looks like a slob or his body's not in shape. And, you know, we're looking at the situation as a conditional concept, well, it's not a condition, but it's a, it is the office of your husband, just like it's the office of the president. Whether you uh-huh. like him or not, it's customary to stand up when he comes into the room or she comes into the room, right? It is the office that you have to honor and respect. And as a part of honoring and respecting, that sometimes you do have to get in the mode of not only calling things as they are, but calling things as they should be. So you're praising the future person that you that you think he is. He may not have said it the best way, but you know what, babe? Thank you for saying the, you know, thank you for taking me out tonight, even though it was to McDonald's, right? You have to make sure that you call it forth so that he can live up to the expectations but no one's going to be motivated to continue on that road of trying to please when I feel like or he feels like this is a person who can never be satisfied. And I think right. that's what discourages men is that no matter what, even if I have been working out for five weeks and I'm not, you know, uh, in the next, you know, top action figure movie, right? But it, I want a little praise for that effort. And if I don't get it, then she didn't even know it's uh, the five weeks. Then what's mm-hmm. the point? Right. And it's the same. I, I just feel that it's not that it has to be exactly what it is. And I think most men, there's one thing we do do right most of the time is that we know how to call things forth when she asks, do I look fat? We're, we're hoping, we're seeing that you, after you lost a few pounds, you look great, babe. Yeah. Right. And, but we, we, we've been trained to do that. And I think women have not been in that sense. And that's where I think leads into the praise that you're talking about. Right. Well, so, there was a couple of questions um, that were thrown at me uh, about a week or so ago that uh, one, of the, um, one of the listeners would like us to talk about. And one of the questions was, is being faithful hard? Now, I could answer it, uh, ask you another question. Is, faithful, or is being faithful easy? Then why do so many men and women cheat? Uh, now, it, okay. in, in regards to uh, when you share your thoughts, let's talk about uh, uh, topics in, in the beginning of a relationship. Let's say, uh, of course, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of questions I'd like to ask you, honey. Is faithful being faithful hard for you? Hmm. Right. And, and, and if I can answer it about faithfulness, right? Faithfulness is commitment. Um. You got to find out people's commitment patterns, and a lot of people won't commit if they don't understand what they're committing to. Right. And so 
You know, it's just like love. You know, we look at these Greek words, love, eros, stilgie, or agape and everything. That agape love is unconditional love. That eros love is sexual love. And so sometimes when somebody says, I love you, you got to know if they're saying, I eros you, do I want to sex you, or do I want to be committed to you? And sometimes it takes time. So in dealing with what you're asking about, brother, I think the most important thing with women is a man has to understand that we must commit, we must be faithful, but a lot of people have never committed. So I think if you cheat when you're single, you're going to cheat when you get married. Faithfulness is not hard, but faithfulness has to be taught, it has to be practiced. Mm-hmm. You can't marry and all of a sudden I'm faithful and you in a hole. <laughs> You've been right. uh, faithful right. continuously. So you sure. have to learn how to practice that and become disciplined. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, my theory on it is that I think there's there's two types of cheaters. And I know this is hard to kind of generalize, but in my experience, is there is a character flaw cheater, and then there's a situational cheater, right? The yeah. character flaw cheater is no matter what, his sexual appetite is unable to be satisfied by one woman. It has been ingrained because his daddy was a player, right? It was ingrained because his mama had a lot of men. It was ingrained as a childhood and, 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 and refined and perfected, right? That is a guy that you cannot change. And I think there's a situational uh, cheater who, based off of the Bible, the Bible said that you're susceptible to everything, right? Exactly. There is some things that you're susceptible to be, and he says that if you see a whore or a harlot, you run. You don't try to fight it. You just run, right? So that means right. that there's sometimes situations can provoke and entice you out of your relationship. I think women, firsthand, you don't really need to ask that question. It's like asking the criminal, did you do it, right? Because if we don't know your motives. If we right. want to have sex with you, we're going to say, yes, I'm faithful. If we don't want to have sex with you and we really want to be in love with you in a relationship, we're going to say, yes, we're faithful. Either way, you're not going to know the difference. You want to watch right. your actions to see if this is a person who has a character flaw and an appetite that I can't satisfy, or is this person situational? And if he is, I think that it's based off of training together and, and, and making sure that you're truthful enough to deal with the rejection and the affirmations of whatever, of whatever question you're asking. Was I good in bed? And if he says no, be ready for that. What else would you like uh, to make you satisfied? Well, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. Be ready to hear that. If they say that, hey, I'm unattracted to you at this point, I think if you open the lines of brutal, truthful honesty, I think it's the basis of of faithfulness. Very good. Uh, And I I think what you had just said, Manuel, about transparency uh, from what uh, Justin said, brutal honesty, uh, being transparent. And I, I really think that's another issue. Uh, as well as topics for men on, uh, you know, why is it so hard for men to be so to be transparent? Uh, because you know, as you went in the onset, Justin, you talked about the masks, um, and it talks about safety. It talks about you know, you talked about you know uh, how comfortable can you be when you first start off? What things should you divulge? What things shouldn't you divulge? You got a man that might have a prison record. Okay, when's he supposed to talk about that? Uh, you got mm-hmm. a man that may have had a couple of divorces in his life. What, when do you talk about those things? But on this, you know, faithfulness, um, you know, I tend to kind of look at this one question that I had one caller. Um, uh, call me on uh, last week when I was doing some research. Um, d- does this really mean once a cheater, always a cheater? And if so, then telling someone who's cheated 
I mean, do you disclose that? Um, I think you mentioned it earlier. It uh, may have been you, Manuel, or Justin, but it said, you know, what if you cheated uh, once, you know, if you cheated single, you'll cheat, you know, when you're married. How do you talk about that to a significant other or to someone you're dating? If they were to ask you, have you ever cheated before? Would you be transparent? All right, right. And if I can answer, let me say this. Let me say the statement again. If you habitually cheat when you're single, there's a great chance that you would cheat when you get married. Sometimes people cheat in their singleness, but they don't cheat when they get married because it's not a habit. But if you have an addictive behavior to cheating and you can't be with one woman and you're promiscuous and everything, that's a problem. So I think, I think that, see, for me, at this stage of life, I think that women and men, when they get together and they start establishing relations, brutal honesty, like the brother said, is very important. Uh, are you good at committing and being monogamous with one person? Right. I think that's a good question to ask. And if you say, you know what, I am, if I can grow in love and commitment and I believe this is working towards the future, then you set parameters and boundaries in place and you grow in those areas as Justin was talking about. Mm-hmm. But I also think that when you're talking about, you know, I, when you're talking about a person who's situ- situationally cheated, right, one time in the relationship, I think the question, it shouldn't be about trying to interrogate the symptom. Why her? Or, or when did it? Or how right, long did yeah, it happen? Yeah, right. I think you really have to diagnose what made you decide or what caused the situation in our relationship to change to cause you to go outside of the marriage to find that satisfaction and be ready for that answer. I think what happens is, is that when people, people accept or equate love to acceptance, acceptance equal, I have to put my best, my best foot forward. True love is unconditional. That is the truth of who you are. That is the darkness in the light. And I think that sometimes you have to be honest enough with your fantasies, be honest enough, what exactly what turns you on, be honest enough what turns you off, what, be honest enough what hurts your feelings to the point where they are able to determine what your thermometer or internal, internal thermometer is. But most people are, well, yeah. if I have a, it, and, and I'm, I don't know how rated we can be, but if a male has a small penis and that does not satisfy her for whatever reason, can't, do they have the relationship open enough to say, does this satisfy you? And if it doesn't, what can I do to please you? Right. If the woman has problems with uh, sexual performance in certain areas, especially if she doesn't have enough um, or, you know, wasn't promiscuous as a child and had a head start, how do you get her to that point where you're honest enough, where she doesn't take that as rejection and feeling unloved, but take it as a way to, as a blueprint to please her man better? And that's in um, every area. Right. Yeah. And again, there, there's that transparency and honesty uh, that we can be you know, in a relationship. As you said, Justin, you know, both the dark and the light, um, they should be able to, uh, true love, being able to accept either or. I mean, if you find out uh, six, seven months down the road that, you know, he may have uh, done something crazy when he was in college and got arrested for it, you know, I mean, do you hold that stuff against him? You know, how right. do you... Um, question again is, do men or women have it harder or easier? You know, is cheating more about avoiding situations that you talked about earlier, Justin, situational, that can lead to infidelity or having the strength to just resist all opportunities, real or imagined? 
if he's not getting, let's say, for example, the man may be missing some praise, maybe some respect and some approval at home. And then he gets to the office and there's a couple of ladies that are really commenting on what he wears or maybe his cologne or uh, may enjoy his smile or really like the way he said something. And he starts to feel um, loved or appreciated and respected somewhere else. Do you think that might tend to lead him uh, silently into some other areas that might lead into some other problems? Yeah, creates yeah, a yeah. situation. True. Yes, I, I think I think this is. I think that it could lead because once again, acceptance, praise, you know, and emotional cheating takes place. Sometimes at the job, uh, you're married, and people are emotionally cheating because they're getting fueled by those women, but they're not getting fueled verbally at home. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. the reality is commitment is commitment. People cheat because they follow their lust. People cheat because sometimes they want somebody else. Sometimes people cheat because they're hurt. And you know what? I don't want to be in a situation. I don't know how to get out of it. And they just, you know, they, they, sometimes people just slip up. And maybe that's situational cheating. They're cheating when you're single. And they're cheating when you get married. That's two different kinds of cheating. <laughs> when you're right. married, you're held to a different level of accountability. So right. I'm thinking, yeah. well, you've got to grow there to get there. You have to see there to be there. Right. Well, well, I, I wanted to actually be caught. Go ahead. You know, oh, so we, 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 and last thing, last thing. I think the situation is most of us have not been, how many black men specifically have been taught how to love a woman, how to speak to her, how to bring her a rose, uh, how to caress her, how to verbally encourage her, how to lead her. Most black men have not been taught. Most of us right. are taught by the television when we should be telling the vision. How right. many women have been taught how to treat a man? And so a lot of those things, we are making mistakes because culturally and traditionally, we have not had those examples. But how do we get there? We have to learn from people who have been successful. That's why I love Dr. Barbara Young. She's had a successful match for 38 years. And right. so she teaches the principles of, you know, loving your husband, being committed, finding the person, you know. And once you get that person, you grow together and you be together and you focus on a goal of getting to where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, an actual real-life um, experience. So my wife and I, and going back to what you were saying, Hammond, about emotional cheating. Um, so we've been married for some time, and I would say probably about a year or two ago, I realized that I really enjoy intellectual conversation. I mean, really enjoy them, right? I want to talk about the details of a book, an article. I want to dissect the debate um, from the Republicans and the Democrats on down, Right. And I noticed that I was finding myself in engaging conversations with female clients of mine. And I noticed it and I said, you know what? I don't know if that's appropriate. Again, never did anything sexual, wasn't sexually attracted, but I just know that, wow, I find pleasure in that. Why isn't that in my marriage? I went home and I said, what, babe? You know, I just want to let you know that I really love this. It's, it's not something I knew before, but I just want to, I think I need to tell you, and I find myself in engaging conversations with women that aren't you. I think you should know that. But what I do recommend is that we got to start reading the same books. We have to start engaging in the same things so that we can have those conversations to, together. It right. was a difficult conversation to have, right? Again, she wanted to, the first question is, well, did you ever do anything? Did you find one of, uh, one of them attractive? And it wasn't any of that, but she understood, and she started implementing those things so that we can start engaging in those conversations, right? And I think that that is brutal honesty to try to prevent, in my opinion, 
affair-proof your marriage because right. emotional or physical affairs happen all the time. The other right. example was I noticed that my wife was, you know, had a little crush on a celebrity. Every time it was on the uh, scene, you know, she would say, oh, he was cute or something. And then if she was with her mother or sister, it was like a lot of praise going that way. So <laughs> naturally, my ego was like, that's unacceptable. You're not going <laughs> to disrespect me in my house. And then I stepped back, and I gave it some prayer, and I said, I approached it a different way. I said, babe, what is it about him that you find attractive? Mm -hmm. Erase the name. Erase the the appearance of fame. What about him? And she said, you know, I really like that he's funny, and that I really like that he smiles a lot, and then I really like that he's in good shape. I took that, no offense. I started smiling more. I started working out. (laughs) <laughs> I will become the very thing that you admire because it's just giving me insight that I can also be that for you. Right. And I think mm. that's where most of us won't even have that honest conversation because if I'm getting a beer belly, she might may not tell me, but she t- shows me in her actions, right? And I have right. to listen to that and be attuned to that and try to readapt and say, maybe that's not, maybe I don't need that extra, you know, apple pie with ice cream. At midnight, <laughs> I have to make sure I'm the object of her admiration and vice versa. Right. Those are brutal conversations that don't make any of us feel better. But if well, we take gentlemen, what we have to are, take a quick short break and we will uh, be right back. Listeners, thank you so much for listening and we will be right back. Don't go nowhere. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanki. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanti can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome, 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 folks, back to Transformation for Success. 
Uh, we hope that uh, listeners are tuned in and have made calls to friends and families to uh, listen in on this hot topic that uh, my two guests, Mr. Justin Brimmer and Mr. Manuel Thomas, are discussing. And we left off in talking about uh, honesty, transparency, and is faithfulness be is is faithfulness really hard? Uh, maybe another way we could have asked it is: if being faithful is easy, then why do so many people cheat? So we're going to segue and move into another topic. But as we get ready to start that, I wanted to share uh, something also when Justin had er- mentioned earlier about an example that he had, and uh, about just engaging in really intelligent conversation with women and his female clients. Well, I had a situation where um, in my marriage, I there was someone at work who had a very nice perfume. And so um, on a break, I just asked her very politely and gently, you know, what was it that she was wearing? And the only reason is because I wanted my wife to smell like that. And so because it was it was just a beautiful perfume. She told me what it was. I came home and told my wife at the time, um, honey, I, I wanted to get you this perfume. And I went as being transparent. I just said uh, there was a lady at work that uh, had a perfume on, and I asked her you know, what she was wearing, and she just went off. She went kind of a little ballistic, like, what are you doing smelling other women? Um, what are you doing asking <laughs> women about what they're wearing? So forth and so on. And, and I was just being open, transparent. Babe, I would love you to wear this. I, it, you know, I'd like you to maybe smell it. And um, you know, I, I would like you to you know, take it down and get you a nice you know, bottle of this. And, and, but she just couldn't get past the fact, why were you smelling someone else? And why did you ask her? And so typically, you know, again, I, I want to move now into our second portion. Uh, a topic is is arguing. Well, a you natural- can't you can't make that comment and then and then skip over it. Have no. it. <laughs> I think the I mean the, the the issue there, right, is that yeah. one asking her, well, babe, how would you prefer me to go about this? Would you want me next time to just surprise you uh, with a perfume without telling you the backstory? I mean, how would you like this story to be delivered? Do you, right. you want me to get in the habit of telling you half-truths? Because if that's the case, just let me know now. Right. Well, I want you to be honest and truthful. Then if every time I'm honest and truthful, there's a reaction like this, do you think that's going to empower me to keep telling you the honest truth? Or am I going to start hiding things? And that's right. exactly what can... That's, those are the very things that can lead into um, when you have... Um, issues, and I wanted to talk about the next one, is is arguing a natural part of every relationship. So when the argument came, um, those were some of the topics and things that we talked about was, you know, why can't someone be honest and transparent? Um, if there was uh, a suit, a gentleman at work, you know, I gave some examples or something that he was wearing. I mean, Justin, you mentioned that, you know, your wife was mentioning on how good a guy looked. He was in admiration. So, uh, you know, if there was a guy that you were admiring or there was something that you appreciated, would you communicate that to me so that I can make some adjustments? All right, he's got a, uh, you know, I, I might have a little belly. You may want me to tone it down and get a little four-pack, six-pack or whatever. Okay, would you be willing to communicate? Well, I'm just communicating with you, babe, that there was a really nice perfume that someone at work had worn. I'd like, I'd like to see if you'd like it, and simple as that. And so when she got a little argumentative, there were some things that we talked about um, because remember, not two people are identical. So of course, people have you know different views and different thoughts, and it 
really boiled mm-hmm. down to Justin and Manuel that she felt I was a little insecure. She came back about a week or so later when I took her down to uh, Nordstrom's to take a look at the perfume. She was at least willing to do that. She smelled it and she fell in love with it. And uh, but she admitted then, you know, that I was just a little insecure. Um, I just thought that maybe you know you smelling someone's cologne, a perfume. Her thought. Her impression. See, that's the thing that snagged her is what she perceived and everyone's perception becomes a reality. You know, we three men could be looking at this one picture. And if someone asks us, what do you see? I'm going to say something totally different than you, Justin, and you as well as you, Manuel. So her perception (laughs) was I was leaning over smelling her. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's her perception. She didn't know that it was just two people. One, it was more a few of us in the elevator. It was in an elevator. It wasn't one but leaning over. Let me smell your wrist or let me smell your neck. <laughs> so her perception is what caused her to be argumentative about why would you be smelling another woman? So again, you know, is <laughs> arguing a natural part of every relationship? I think so. You know, I you know yeah. that's what I think it is. Genuinely removing arguments from a relationship. You know, really, is that candid? Will that be healthy? You know, what happens yeah. if you find arguing detrimental, but your partner finds it natural? <laughs> you know, most men may not be able to stand up to the argument because women get a little loud, da 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 da, a little verbal, this, that, and the other. And a man is like, you know, when we get into an argument, we tend to go back into the man cave days and we want to just knock somebody out. But of course, we're not putting our hands on the women and our wives. Uh, but, you know, men have to learn how to navigate through those arguments uh, with some verbal skills. You guys agree or disagree? I agree totally. A man needs to have an emotional IQ. He needs to know, he needs to know how to be intelligent emotionally. See, women are emotional by nature, so they got the gift to argue and win most of the times because they sure. operate <laughs> in an emotional plane. Right. Men have to grow an emotional IQ. Understand, by nature, men are not emotional, but we have emotions. A lot of times, most women will win the argument because they have an elephant memory. And so I think arguing is, 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 is normal, but it's what you argue about. And if you argue with somebody who's never wrong, it's a problem. Sometimes you've got to come to the point that sometimes you may not win the argument. You made your point. Let's move on to the next subject matter. But there has to be a balance in arguing because some people are habitual arguing, arguing people because that's all they know. That's all they've seen. Yeah. So argue your case and you move on to the mm-hmm. next subject. And I think, and I think Manny is hitting a point, and that's where – one of the things that I was trying to make sure I, I found out very quickly when I was in the dating scene was what's their normal. Everyone has right. a different threshold of what's normal, and there's some people who can create that situation. Right? If a woman only experiences love because it's high argument, high octane relationship, physical and, <laughs> and aggressive, then that's not my normal. <laughs> right? exactly. If my normal is, you know, every time my voice gets any level of passion that you break out in tears, that may not be my normal. So I think you have to really measure women, especially because it's a, it's a protective nature, see what his normal is. Right. There are some men who find it very necessary or very easy to put their hands on a woman. If that's yeah. normal, you got to find that out very quickly and value yourself. Yeah, very quick. And, mm-hmm. and you have to, some, and I think that when... The way that I can only talk personally in this, the way that my wife and I in the beginning, it, I mean, it was just like really argumentative. And I think it's just because we were trying to learn each other. But I had the real, real um, revelation that, babe, I don't know if it's called arguing, if it's as much as me passionate, passionately learning a lesson from you. And right. vice versa. 
where we took it and say, well, what am I learning about you that I didn't know? Where's your your landmines that I didn't know were planted? Okay, mm-hmm. key word. Every time I say anything that sounds condescending to make you feel less of, you know, intelligent or, you know, not as pretty or not as beautiful, it triggers this. When you say dumb to me, it triggers my childhood, and then I react. So mm-hmm. please don't say that. There, there's my landmine. But I think triggered. over time, right. you just right. figure it out. And then it's like, okay. And, and I think the other part of the argument, and I, and I think this is where women get to the point where we're not perfect. So as we're learning your landmines, it doesn't mean that we're going to remember where they are. And we may continue to say your trigger words. Just because you told us once doesn't mean we're perfect beings to implement that tomorrow. Right. So I think that there has to be some level of grace in making sure, just like you would a child learning how to walk, that you have the grace around the person learning how you want to be treated. And right. do not demonize them and internalize them and say, well, he doesn't love me because if he did... He wouldn't say X, Y, and Z. Or he knows I hate so-and-so. Why would he do that? I'm learning just like the baby's learning how to walk. Give me a few years, please. <laughs> right. And, well, what, what, watch this. Watch this. And if I can insert, I'm going to play uh, the angel's advocate. The biggest problem with men <laughs> is we don't listen. Mm. That's what women complain about. We don't listen. And sometimes because we want to be right, we don't listen. We can't have an agreement. A lot of times, women are right. That's what I've learned. In my marriage, um, uh, when I was married or in the relationship past, 70% of the stuff the women told me they were correct about the people I was hanging around, my environment. But I didn't want them to be right because I thought I knew these people for years. A lot of right. times, women have that intuition where they know when they love a man, what's unhealthy around them. But sometimes, we just want to be right and we don't listen. So I think if we listen more as men, um, it will relieve... Uh, the argument or the high octane argument to where it becomes a high level uh, emotional discussion and you come with a solution that builds the relationship and not tears it down. Mm. Good point. And on top of that, even if, let's say she does have that intuition, right? And that's a learned habit to lean to that advice and that skill set, right? And that spiritual right. talent. But I think women have to understand this, is that it is not your place to move or change the mind or the heart of a man. That is God's job. Once you feel he has become, just like Pharaoh, hardened, you have to go to God. You don't have to keep bringing it up to us. Right. Yeah. Right? Because it, it may not, we may not understand it from you in the way that you presented that. So I think, just like the Bible says, it is God who moves the heart. Of, of, of our kings, right, and, and of our leaders. He moves it like the waters and the rivers. It is his job to change our mind and bring us to light that maybe that friend is not a right person. But if she feels like, if I don't tell him I'm the only person who can, I think it causes more of the nagging that causes men to shut down. True. Say it right. True. We're not deaf, unless you marry someone who's deaf, and again, write it down. But say it once. And go pray about it. Right, right. Good right. point. You know, because I think the the longer you're with someone, the more personal power they trust you with, which gives right, you right. incredible influence over their self esteem as well as their, of course, well being. Um, and this influences um, means that we, when we push a hot button, or as uh, you talked about, a landmine stepping on, 
You can do more damage to your relationship than if you had just met. So continuing a great relationship means you know when to keep, excuse me if this offends anyone, your mouth shut. So there are times where, you know, some things are best read than said. Okay, and I think that, you know, segueing into um, maybe our third hot topic um, that we've been getting a lot of uh, comments on and and people wanting to know is when it talks about honesty, talk about uh, longer you're spending time with someone. Let's ask you this. Throw this question out there. Um, Is your significant other entitled to your social media passwords in a committed relationship? Wow. Well, I, I, I use a theological approach to this. There's the outer court, there's the inner <laughs> court, and there's the most holy place. The outer court is just for the outer people. The inner court is you're, you're in the middle ground. Then there's the inner court where you'll cross that threshold. I think when you get to that middle ground where you know that there's going to be a long-lasting commitment and you know possibly that I'm going to marry this person, are we going to get married, are we all married, I think you can give them... You can start releasing certain layers of your social passwords. But see, if it's a business uh, social site, she doesn't need to be a part of your business until you get married. If it's a personal uh, social site, I think that um, if a person has trust issues, why not when you're in the inner court of your relationship, uh, relinquish that information and both of each uh, ex- exchange and everything. But see, a lot of times that's distrust. If you trust your woman, you don't want to know. And if you trust your woman, other men trust um, this woman or the woman trusted her man. Um, see, I'm at the point, if I'm in a good relationship, you can have my passwords. I don't care. Right. If right. I know we're going to move towards marriage, but if I don't trust you, you ain't getting nothing. Well, let me share this with you, uh, just so that we can get a little backdrop. In, in Michigan, in the state of Michigan, a Michigan man um, was, was, or I think is now being sued by his ex-wife after he read her emails. And learned of her extramarital affair with her allegedly abusive ex-husband. You got that? So the prosecution argues that he hacked into her email, basing the justification of the charges on a criminal statute that is typically used to prosecute governmental hackers. <laughs> but the guy claims that he used the computer all the time. She kept her passwords in a little book next to the computer, a simple click, clack, paddly whack under the keys, and he was in. Harmless, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it so, what are your thoughts? Do you do you think right. we should have access to social media accounts? Do they have access to yours? Why? Why not? Does not providing your password automatically mean you're hiding something? No, but if you're married, no, if you're, I, I think if you're, if you're married, married I, oh my, if you're married, be transparent. If, I don't. If you're married, everybody says everybody's password. You're married. Right. You're one. You know, what's hers is yours, what's yours is hers. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So I don't think married couples should hide each other's passwords on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. I think they should be completely transparent. But see, when I say that, of course, they get angry because they got something to hide. It's okay. Let it go. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. If Justin, you're married, what do you think? Course, okay. If you're married, they should have your passwords. And I think if you're in a relationship, I think there needs to be a clear distinction as to when... The difference between when you're in a committed, monogamous relationship and when you're married. I don't care how many synonyms and adjectives you add to that. It's still a boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend. Right. Until Absolutely. you're married, you cannot act as if you, you are entitled to, to that person's, like, you, like Manny said, inner court. 
If you're married, yeah. it hands down, it goes when you say, I do. It's like, I do, and here's my passwords. Everything is it's ours, it's us, it's we. It's ours, it's us, we're one. Therefore, shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife, the two shall become one. Ex people united, you're one. You're one substance, so everything is ours. I know people don't like right. hearing that. They want, they want to be able to have their separate lives and be married. And I got my social side, you got this. I ain't going to go, no, 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 no. You got to be transparent. Absolutely. So let me uh, wrap up with this today, bro- brothers. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Justin and Manuel, uh, for talking about some really tough topics today, being candid, being transparent. And so as we wrap up and close, I just wanted to leave a little couple of words with the listeners. Um, and Manuel, you just kind of closed and segued into it. Relationships are hard. They take a lot of dedication, focus, and work. Finding the right person to settle down with can often feel like a very frustrating game of chance. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I truly, truly understand that. And even when you do find the right one, you still have your work cut out. I know well, that I'm Justin's down. got his work cut out. I know that Manuel's got his work cut out, and, and so does I. So we have our work cut out for us as we make an effort to maintain a very healthy, open, honest, transparent relationship. And the longer, as I said earlier, you're with someone, the more personal power they can trust you with. So mm-hmm. I just want to you know, close with Dr. Young. As she knows, you can't put boundaries on someone else, only yourself. If someone's treating you badly, you can't change that behavior, as Justin alluded to earlier. But you can ask yourself, why are you in accepting it? How can you put a boundary on yourself so that you won't accept it again? It made me take some more responsibility for my role in some bad relationships I was in. And so instead of feeling like a victim or being used, I, I began to empower myself and began to learn and understand. So I just wanted you listeners to understand we were really trying to bring something very open and honest about a man's perspective in relationships. And as Dr. Young typically says, you know, that this is something that she wants to empower us with. And these, this is exactly what the show today was about, was to help uplift you, empower you, to uh, bring some edification in your life, some understanding from a man's role perspective. Of course, we don't have all the answers. We've openly admitted that. We're working on it. So give us, as Justin said, give us a couple of years, okay? We're working on it. So let us, we're going to step up. We're going to fall. We're gonna, but it's all about how, not how you fall, but us getting up. So we just want to let you know that uh, Dr. Young uh, loves you all, sends her best to all of you. And uh, she wants to thank Justin as well as for you, Manuel, for being on the show today. And uh, we just thank you so much. So tune in for folks for more of Transformation for Success. Um, For Dr. Barbara Young, uh, she will have another outstanding guest on the show uh, next week. Uh, You will not want to miss his story. And until the next time, I leave you with be inspired, be challenged, be encouraged, and be forever transformed. Thank you all for listening. God bless. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.